them. Bad, bad news. I will literally never oh. read them. Hello. Hello there, good <laughs> Literally <laughs> sh your pants. Dude, you are hilarious, bro. <laughs> there literally is like no method to the madness. Felix. Hey, guys, what's up? So today we're going to start out episode 10 with a guided meditation that I'm going to leave. And the reason that I'm going to lead and the reason that we are going to do this is because we want to be sharp and we want to be uh, really prepared for what we are going to share uh, for this episode. And it's going to be really, really exciting and it's going to help us stay focused and grounded. So here we go. We're going to jump right into it. Good thing I got drunk before this. <laughs> so you guys should join us as well. You're encouraged to join us if you would like, because uh, it could be profound um, and empowering and grounding for anyone who decides to participate. You could be led instantly into a mystical experience. You don't know. Exactly. So here we go. Um, so I want everyone to breathe. Everyone breathe. <laughs> be very vocal about it if you feel uh, compelled. Um, <laughs> oh, yes, no, I'm just kidding. Okay. exactly. Uh, just moan it out. Uh, let it out. Okay, so I, when you breathe, I want you to breathe not just into your stomach, but I want you to create awareness throughout your body and feel like you're breathing in through your muscles. When you breathe, so let's breathe now. Breathe in through your nose. Fill up your lungs and hold it. When you release, just feel everything just kind of sink a little bit. And just really in, like focus in on your core and like feel your muscles and wherever you're holding tension, just start to let that go. Let go of your cheekbones, let go of your eyebrows, wherever you're holding tension. And kind of just like think of your own head like a bobblehead on your body. So anyways, today we're going to be really honed in on the topics. And we're going to share a lot of fun knowledge with you guys. And we're going to have fun. We've created this really, really cool game that's going to be just super exciting. And Matt and I are really, Matticus, sorry. And I are really excited to share it with you. So uh, this is to celebrate episode 10 and... Uh, again, we just wanted to get a little bit grounded beforehand because it's going to be a bit of a challenge, quite honestly. So, uh, so we'll dive in in a second. But so, <clears throat> so Matt, I want you to. I almost, I almost passed out. That was so relaxing. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm glad it was relaxing. <laughs> okay, my topic. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That I'm not quite done. I need like I need like one more minute. So this is for the both of us. So we're going to really, really hone in on what the topic is. And we're really going to let go of like any sort of anxiety that comes along with this challenge that we have. And we'll explain that in one second. And we're just going to like let our brains expose the knowledge that they have, that they have been programmed with, that they've, that they've learned over the years and not let 
any mental blocks get in the way. So that's what our real challenge is going to be today. Because that's something that we experience. And that's something that we know that others experience. So that's what we're going to work through. So um, so I'm just going to dive really quickly in to uh, the opening. Um, so, <laughs> hey, uh, what's up, guys? Uh, welcome to No Method to the Madness. I'm Lunakai, and I'm here uh, with my co-host, Maticus. And to celebrate our 10th episode, we're bringing a little method to the No Method platform. We're going to play a game. Yes, we're going to play a game. Would you like to play a game? We've come up with five topics. We will each have six minutes to individually discuss. Uh, we've just come up with these topics, and this is completely improvised. We did come up with these topics, so they are topics that That was we're, premeditated, yeah, but very quickly. We're at least familiar with the topics, but some of them are kind of, kind of ridiculous, and we might have to pull uh, some not, some of this out of our asses. We might have to do the pull-out method <laughs> for, for no method. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. within the six minutes the person de designated to speak will be sharing most however the other person is allowed uh to ask questions when necessary so i hope that makes sense let's get started so our <laughs> first topic is the musical genre k-pop let me pull up my timer so matt is going to start with the musical genre k-pop you have to say it right K Pumpadoo! <laughs> oh god, that's <laughs> just so racist, and I think that's hilarious and I love it. Dude, they dude, they, okay. they no, might no, actually no, no. You're say not that. Ready. No, you're not allowed to say anything yet. Are you ready? Three, two, one, six minutes started. Go. Okay, so many people know about this genre. It's called K-pop. It just uh, stands for Korean popular music. And it is just like a huge booming industry. Um, what's really fascinating about it is that it brings in like billions and billions and billions of dollars worth of revenue to Korea, South Korea. So much so that they actually have like teams and camps and schools to um cultivate this kind of like burgeoning societal it's basically like a, like a job i mean it's like really taking over korea it's so cool um and it's kind of like close to my heart because the music is really really cool specifically i like these guys called stray kids but what i was going to say a second ago is that what i like about it is that from an early age you can decide to do this as a career and you like can go to this camp, like I said, and you can go to school Whoa, and they wait, treat it really, really to, seriously. To do K-pop as a career, like the musical yeah. genre? Yeah, you can decide that you want to be a K-pop star and it, they treat it like a job because it brings so much money in. How does it bring in revenue? Because uh, there's not a whole, there's not nearly as much money in the music industry as there used to be. Dude, the, it's because they have some of the top producers they have amazing uh, hooks. They've got really, really good beats. They've got great singers. They incorporate music videos. Like they treat music videos like we treat television. Like they go above and beyond to make sure that their videos are like top of the line. Like they're CGI involved in everything. So they're treating it like we treat movies. The only K-pop song that I really know well is Kill This Love by Blackpink. I don't know if you okay. know that one. 
And no, I don't. I've seen that music video and the production value is so good. It's mind blowing. So I, I understand. I had no idea that I liked it at all until I heard this, uh, this band called Stray Kids and there's a song called Maniac. And the, the I don't know, they speak a lot of English too. Is it like English is like intermixed in, but like this particular band, Stray Kids, is just like there's like rap infused and Korean rap sounds really cool. And a lot of times what's really cool about it is that they're mixing rap. So they'll like say Korean words and then they'll rhyme English to like best suit their needs in the next line. So it's just, it's so cool. It's like so amazing. Um, and I actually don't really like pop music. And the reason why I like it, I think so much is because I've always liked the beats in music and rap, but I can't mm-hmm. understand what they're saying. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I hate, I hate rap and like pop um, music because I don't like the lyrics. It's just always something really freaking stupid. Yeah, I took three chicks up to the hotel. I got more money than you and, you know, whatever. Yeah, but no, it's that's stupid. just like not my thing. Um, So yeah, these guys are awesome. Is K-pop significantly different than American pop? I think it it is. I think it's edgier. I mean, so BTS is like the most famous one. Um, They definitely stay more to like the ABA, um, from what I can tell, ABA American, Americanized kind of version but these guys stray kids i are so cool they're so um their music is really really dynamic and it's interesting and fun to listen to okay all right dude yeah. you have about a minute and a half left so i want you to just like go just uh, quickly talk about so, everything yeah, you know yeah. about k-pop i mean t- everything i know that's pretty much yeah. all i know but oh there's one thing that i do know about it that's really really cool um so there's this this band that was made by taking different groups from um, this, these female K, um, K-pop bands, they took a bunch of them together and they made this band called KDA. It's for um, it's like a band made specifically for League of Legends. And uh, there was a producer, uh, like a music producer that was listening to the song and they were like, oh my God, like what is so good about this K-pop music right here? Like what is so good about it? They were just like analyzing every single thing. They're like, oh my God, the hooks are great. Like they give you like these really, really juicy hooks. And then they like will, they'll transition into another one and another one within like the first, like within one song. They've got like six hooks in one song and they do it in a way that is like really, really smart for the human brain algorithm. And so I think that's why some of these are so What do you mean the human brain algorithm? What do you mean the human brain algorithm? Well, they have, um, the reason why so many songs sound similar is because they have the algorithm for what you human beings seconds. like. 15 seconds. 15 seconds. That's all. That's all. They figured uh-huh. it out scientifically what human, what human brains like. What? Oh my God, dude. We that? need to talk more about that. Oh my God. But there's, wait, hold on. Oh. Oh, I don't know if you can hear it, but the timer just went off. Nope, it just it went off in my head. And topic so topic two, go. So, uh, Matt, you uh, yell out the next topic and uh, declare who's going to talk about it. And then I'll start the timer. Dude, I'm really going to be honest with you. I only wrote down mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, here, I'm going to tell you. So the next topic is Buddhism, and I'm speaking about it. So that's all you have to say, and then I'm going to oh, start yeah, the I timer forgot. on my end, and, and I have six minutes. 
No, I'm setting a timer on my end. Okay, fine, whatever. Because I don't want you to freaking cheat. <laughs> All right, ready? You ready? <laughs> yep, let's go. Five, four, three, three, two, one, go. Okay, so Buddhism. So I joined the... I joined the S. Shut up. <laughs> so I joined uh, the SGI, which stands for Soka Gakkai International Buddhist Organization in, I think, 2016. Um, and it was uh, a big part of my life for a long time. And it still is in many ways. However, I'm not quite as connected with it as I used to be. Um, but just to give you uh, uh, some general basics about the philosophies. Um, you know, we believe in chanting uh, Nam-myoho-renge-kyo, which uh, means essentially, you know, a rewarding life um, at a, uh, it sounds, it, it sound, I know it sounds kind of strange to some people, um, especially when getting used to it uh, or when getting introduced to it, rather. Um, but it really is uh, amazing in so many ways. But it's called a Gohonzon, and it's it's a scroll, and you chant to it Nam Myoho Renge Kyo, and it gives Sorry, you. Sorry, what's what's called a what's called a scroll? What's what's called a Gohonzon? You said it's. So the Gohonzon is a scroll uh, that has uh, beautiful writing on it, um, and and you receive that when you are indi- indi- indicted, inducted. When you're taken into the society, you're, you, re- you receive yes. that, you pay for it. Cor- cor- well, correct, yes. I mean, you don't really pay much for it. I think it's like... It's like 20 bucks. Yeah, it's something like that. It's Actually, like a small they paid initiation for fee. Oh, did they really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, but anyways, so it's... it's it's um It, it comes in a booth, a, a boots it on, um, and it's really pretty, and you usually, you know, um, uh, will put... Uh, I don't know, like a small little shelf below it with like some plants um, or some fruit or whatever. And it's just, um, I don't know. It's just like something really simple. And I also really like the organization because there's a lot of open-minded people there. So I don't see a lot of dogma or indoctrination going on there, which I really, really like. People are generally, and people generally just can't keep to themselves um, in situations where they find opportunities to share their beliefs with others and their ideologies. Uh, They obviously will, but for the most part, they kind of just keep to themselves. And I appreciate that type of a philosophy over a type that like proactively uh, tries to target. And I know that they don't think of it this way because they actually have a belief in that they they think they are, they believe that they're doing better for people. But, um, but I don't necessarily agree or I'm not necessarily as aligned with a, a religion or philosophy that targets people in order to bring them uh, into the religion um, and have them believing the same ideologies. Uh, and it's probably actually why this sect of Buddhism is a little bit smaller is because they take a more passive approach. Um, in fact, when I first started, it was so funny because I had to go to my friend Bree and say, who originally introduced me to it and say, uh, yeah, can you just make me a member already? Like, how do I get membership? (laughs) Because that's like how passive it was. Like they really don't push it. Um, for the most part, you know, I mean, there's obviously individuals that push it more and it's on a spectrum, but I would say that for the most part, people are pretty chill about it and it just feels like a family and like a really cohesive collective of people. Um, that are pretty open-minded and just want to improve and help others. And I just yeah, like definitely. The, the humanitarian, humanitarian 
humanitarianism about it. They um, took me open, in a, at a pretty yeah. low point in my life and they actually were really, really cool people. I was surprised. Yeah. Okay, you got no, two minutes. Totally. I practiced for a long time and then I was out of it for, I've been out of it for a number of years. So I've forgotten a lot of the studies, um, but- uh, but There's more studies than just Nam Myoho Renge Kyo chanting? Oh yeah, there's like full studies. Dude, there's I had full, no full studies. Idea. No, it's really, it's really cool. There's a lot of studies to it. Um, there's a lot of history to it. And it's huh. not, it's not really like a, what's the right word? Like fantastical or sensational. I mean, there's definitely parts of it that are, but I think that it's a little bit more grounded than say like uh, some of what a lot of other ideologies espouse. And I'm not saying that to bring down other ideologies, but I just think that it's, I mean, it follows a real, it ultimately follows a real story of the life of a a, a young man who uh, was born into wealth and then decided that he wanted to actually dedicate his life to finding out what it was like to be impoverished. Like Siddhartha. Live, live it. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's who it is. Um, live as a lower class citizen. And that's, you know, what it's based off of. Now that's generalized Buddhism. That's all 20 seconds. of the all of the Buddhist sects are based off of all of that. Um, but we, ours is based off of um, one of the books called the Lotus Sutra, which is one of the many books that were written by Siddhartha. Uh, and uh, and so anyways, we can talk more about that, but I'm passionate about it. And it really I'm sorry, me. your time has come to a close. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, see, this is fun. This is fun. We're having fun. Come uh, you, you here. Okay, so, have you seen that? Oh my God. Okay. Hold on. So, okay. So, the next uh, topic is World War One. Start and, the timer. And this is for Maticus and Maticus Go, World War One. I. I want you guys to do yourself a favor go in your backyard, dig a hole in the backyard. Now, now live in that hole. <laughs> live in that hole for four years straight. That's what our boys did. You're so okay, weird. Okay, so imagine that shit. So You're this shit, so weird. most people don't, actually, that was like a direct quote from Dan Carlin from um, Blueprint for Armageddon, his achievement podcast. I have listened to Blueprint for Armageddon, the World War One podcast that is about I think 27 hours of World War One. Okay. I've listened to it eight times. Dude, that's and awesome. I don't know what is so fascinating about this war. I used to like be like really into like World War II games and stuff. But um, I didn't think anything about World War One because it's just like so far from my history and like so far from, you know, like what we grew up with. Yeah. And World War II is way closer. But World War I is so fascinating because it is the old world meeting the new world. It is what do you like mean? it's it's so interesting. I had no idea about this until I did so much more research. Is that there are basically you're 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 not that far off from not having a shower. And then you're going off what? to mechanized war. Like I don't know how common showers were back then. I think Rebecca and I were having this like kind of talk and she was like, come on. Like, I was like, come on. No, they, they had showers. Come on. They had showers back then. And like 1880s, I think they didn't even have like 
I mean, running water wasn't really like a thing. They still had to like, you Are know, the wash their clothes. When the first, when the, when the first I just, World I'm War just saying that's kind of like the era of those people going to war. So 1880s, like 20 years later, when these kids, then these kids, these, these young men are going off to war, you know, they're, they're 20, you know, well, I guess it would be 1890s, but, um, the world, World War One broke out in 1913 or 14. I'm going to botch all this shit, but you know, it's like, it's around that time. Franz Ferdinand was murdered, assassinated by a Serbian nationalist. So the Serbians wanted him out. But basically what I find so fascinating about this shit is that all of these countries decided to go to war because of many, many different reasons. I mean, Russia went to war because of civil unrest. Germany went to war to try to protect their interests and France and all that. But, um, the most fascinating thing is listening to these people's quotes, because I think what gets lost to the histories is the human element. You know, learning about World War One in like history class, I was like, yeah, yeah, blah, 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 whatever, it's fucking stupid. People shooting each other, it's stupid. Yeah, I know all about it. But when you listen to these direct accounts, like what I'm about to read you, you start to really, really feel for these people and you you really get to like listen to their stories and they become real people in your mind. I'm going to read this. The trench was a horrible sight. The dead were stretched out on one side, one on top of the other, six feet high. I thought at the time I should never get the peculiar, peculiar, disgusting smell of the vapor of warm human blood heated by the sun out of my nostrils. I would rather have smelt gas a hundred times. I can never describe the, that faint, sickening, horrible smell which several times nearly knocked me up altogether. British Captain Liam. Another one. Quote, Poor fellows shot dead are lying in all directions. Trenches, bits of equipment, clothing, probably bloodstained, ammunition, tools, caps, etc. Everywhere. Everywhere the same hard, grim, pitiless sign of battle and war. I have had a belly full of it. Captain James Patterson. Dude, so... I don't know oh if anyone knows I don't know if anyone knows about this but the reason why trenches started was because they were running into battle with cavalry against machine guns. Yeah. They didn't know how to do this. They they had no idea what the horrors of modern day machinery was going to do. Before it was like, you know, manpower and courage meant so much, but here manpower and courage meant nothing because we had machines. Right. Artillery, machine guns. And so naturally, what do humans do when there's, they call it a, um, they called it like a wall of steel above the trenches where literally you couldn't stick a finger outside of the trench without like getting a sniper, just like shooting you, shooting, shooting at you and then machine guns and people would <laughs> run. They would, they, your job was to get out of the trench, run through artillery fire and machine guns and little by little, the reason why the battles lasted so long and why there were such stalemates and why No Man's Land existed is because they couldn't do those those ancient tactics of running with the bayonet and running and taking over, you know, no, the enemy seconds. side. They couldn't do any of that. So I just think it's it's just, it needs another look. People just think that it's just like another whatever blah, blah, blah war, but there was so much politics and so much interesting shit that... Wait, so dude, really quickly, really quickly, you said that a lot of these countries started breaking out into war because of their individual issues that they were having. Were these individual issues connected to, uh, you know, globally 
Or are you saying that they were all just breaking out? They all simultaneously broke out just at the same time and they were actually disconnected from one another? You do the research. 27 hours. I don't know, man. I don't know. I can't explain it in 20 seconds. Yeah, and also you actually have three seconds. Two, one, and done. Look up the trenches. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's what's the next one, Matt? Oh, wait, you don't know, do you? Okay, the next one no. um, for me is the towering onion rings from Red Robin. That's what I get to talk about for six minutes. So why don't you introduce that? Oh, dude, that? I thought I thought you I thought you just said that you were hungry and that you wanted towering on, onion rings. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was a topic. Okay, the tower of onion rings from Red Robin. No, the Kyle. No, it's specifically called the towering onion rings. <sighs> That's right. what it's actually called. The, on the, the towering menu. onion rings. Six minutes on the clock. Three, two, one, go. Did you time it? 54, 53, oh, 52. God. Okay, so the towering onion rings are delicious. It's pretty much the only time I will break my gluten-free diet. I mean, that's not entirely true, but I'm pretty good at it. I probably eat gluten-free like 98% of the time. Uh, even maybe even more, maybe 99% of the time. Anyways, that's not relevant. I mean, it kind of is, but not really. So the towering onion rings are de- from Red Robin are delicious. They're so disgustingly unhealthy. I can't even begin to tell you how much they're probably adding to my cholesterol. But um, it, it doesn't matter. They're delicious. And they're a staple of my childhood. They're totally a staple of my childhood. I remember going to Red Robin after I would do like plays and musicals in high school um, because that was a popular place to go in Woodinville, Washington, where there was no fucking thing to do ever. And not even after a certain time in the evening, just ever. There's nothing to do in Woodinville, Washington. Red Robin. Yum. So Red Robin <laughs> Red Robin was the only place we would go. Um, and the Towering Onion Rings, that was that was actually before I was gluten-free. They're really Dude, good. I, but anyways, I fucking love Red Robin. It's like, it's like onion rings and it's like the bottom one is always the biggest and then they get like smaller as they move up, but they also get like fatter and they're different shapes and stuff. And they can't come with um, <laughs> ranch or campfire sauce and they're absolutely fucking delicious. They're just like so good and they're <laughs> breaded, which makes them gluten free. But thing is like when I go to Red Robin, I just don't fucking care. I'm just like, whatever. And also I am not celiac, so I'm not going to like die. It's just, uh, I don't know. It makes me feel like a little bit it's just like, a preference. sick for a little bit, but I don't fucking care. Whatever. I'm, it's worth it because they're so good. Um, Sorry, what so, kind of sauce can come with these onion rings? It's called a campfire sauce. It's like, I think it's like a spicy barbecue sauce or something. I don't really know. But I also have like a lot of memories from Red Robin. I remember like going there with the cast from Midsummer Night's Dream by Shakespeare uh, when I was a senior in high school and we would go there after like every single show and I would, and I would always get like a burger and like we would get um, like the revolving fries or the the limitless fries. I think that's what it was called. The fries no, they're called like bottomless fries. Bottomless fries, whatever, bro. Dude, the thing is you don't see that – you don't see Red Robin nearly as much in California as you do in Washington. It's way more relevant in Washington, which I find really interesting because I wouldn't uh, it's have not, thought that. They, pff, dude, Californians, they can't have the, that fat. They can't have that cholesterol. They can't have that sugar. Yeah, but dude, it's also so funny because my dad is a little rotund and uh, and he him, – that man just like loves a good burger – not even that Red Robin is the best burgers. They're like, 
I don't know. They're like a little, they're like average to maybe like kind of above average. I've had way better burgers. I think that Red um, Robin is the second home of the rotund man. I'm sure it is. I believe it. But uh, anyways, he loves Red Robin. So any, because he he just loves food in general. But Red Robin, he's he's all about it. So um, I have a lot of like family memories too going there, even though it's like, it's kind of a chain and it's like, I don't know, that's the way I see it. It's kind of a chain, you know? I mean, it is like a really big company, really big uh, food restaurant, um, kind of a chain and uh, and not really, too, doesn't really have like, I don't know how authentic it is. Um, they make some damn good towering onion rings. It's so good. And they also have a good selection of beers too. And they have gluten-free beers, which I also appreciate. Um, I also have this friend in Seattle uh, named Bill. Two minutes. And, uh, oh, God, two minutes? I don't know if I can fill up two more minutes. And uh, him and I always go to Red Robin whenever I go back to Seattle. Um, What's his name? It's, it's a good place to meet. His name's uh, William Bill. Nice. Lots of good memory. What What other types of childhood memories happened? Like, do you have one in particular, like a nice birthday or something where like you got like an RC car or like there was a cool balloon man or... You mean at Red Robin with... Um, yeah, the, at Red uh, Robin. The towering onion rings. You said there was lots of childhood <laughs> memories. At Red Robin? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of a little bit of a blur because there's... I've been there so many times. I just remember <laughs> bits and pieces of meetings and stuff and like... <laughs> and like times with my family and stuff. I've probably That's really been sweet, there. Like, actually. That's like I've really probably, cute. Probably been there like 25 times. So not like a huge amount. It wasn't like once a week, but it was like You've been to Red enough. Robin only 25 times? I've been there like like 60 times. <laughs> I bet you've well, been there maybe like 60 you should times. be fucking talking about this topic. <laughs> I didn't know the intricacies of the sauces, man. I'm about ready to go and get myself some of these onion rings. <laughs> but dude, by the way, camp- no sponsorship here. Dude, by the way, that campfire sauce is lit. No pun intended. Really? Is it like sweet or is it like salty or is it both? It's it's like tangy and like kind of like, a, like wow. spicy. A tangy, oh, spicy, tangy, spicy campfire in your mouth. I, Any, I, anything else you want to say about Red Robin? Dude, uh, I uh, I will definitely be going to Red Robin uh, tonight to get the campfire sauce and the onion rings and the ranch. And that's time. So, this is not sponsored by Red Robin. This is not sponsored by Red Robin. Thank you. I need. I'm literally gonna pee my pants, dude. I'm literally gonna pee my pants. Just a second. Oh, okay, pee. And we're back after these messages. Uh, actually. We're okay, so now. hey guys, we're back because Matt had to urinate. So the next topic that Matt Matt Maticus is going to speak about uh, is Naruto, and I have no idea what that is. So take the stage, Matt Tikus. It is actually pronounced Naruto or Naruto. something like that. It's a Japanese show. I can't believe you've never heard about it. It's the one of the most famous animes or animes. I don't know. I have a wallet that has one of the characters on it. So that should tell you something. You better not be appropriating Japanese culture. I I totally am a weeb. I'm okay with appropriating <laughs> it. I don't care. I want to learn Japanese. I want to say nani all the time. No, actually not that far. That's that's a little too much. I oh, thought shit. anime. Wait, I didn't start the timer. 
<laughs> oh yeah, free time on me. Motherfucker. Okay, now it started. Go, Naruto. 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 I mean, saying Naruto is fine because you just don't want to say Naruto. Like a, like a, like, yeah, never mind. Naruto. That sounds like. <laughs> Naruto gozaimasu. <laughs> that sounds like Mario. Gomenasai. That sounds um, like if, if Mario would say it. It sounds almost like, like more Italian. Anyways, go yeah. ahead. This is my time. So Naruto is a show that I was like, no, this is so stupid. Like, I'm never going to like, I don't want to watch anime. Anime is like for like, that's like so nerdy. I seriously thought like anime was nerdy. It is nerdy. And then I started watching the show. You might change your mind. I, although literally this, the first season had, or the first like few seasons is like, 300 episodes and then the next se seasons are like when they're older so it starts off with, with it's this kid he's a ninja they have a ninja school they use chakra it's a chakra network and every it's like it's like kind of connected to like the universe and how every, like life moves through everything but certain people are more gifted and kind of like star wars with midi chlorians but these people can do ninjutsu and they have really, really cool different like abilities and they use like uh, chakra nature, like using like, like someone might have like a wind style, someone might have like a, a lightning style or like a water style or like a rock or earth style. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm a sucker for all the elements and I think it's really cool, but like some of the characters look really cool. They've got really amazing like ninja style, like looking awesome clothing. And the story is just really, really compelling, man. It's just like about, it's really like a love story between two friends who are actually, you find out like way later that they're actually like incarnations of the same life that's happening over and over and over again, because the, you find out that the one friend starts to turn evil and the other is like kind of good, but then, the culmination of all of these hundreds of lifetimes living together in the same kind of pattern, they culminate into this story and they finally resolve all the issues that they had been going through to face a higher evil. It's just like a, a uh, it's like a film, like a typical. It's uh, so there have been films that have been made, but um, it's actually a show. It, they're, they're 20 minute episodes, which is why there are so many of them. And I watch it in Japanese because the voices sound so much more authentic and way cooler. Like if you were Japanese, you would never listen to Family Guy dubbed, right? Because the voices would be all super lame and they're just like, you know, it's not authentic. It's not like, it's not authentic. So. I listen to it in Japanese. I, I I love reading all the text. You get to learn a little bit about Japanese culture. It's really freaking cool. There's like these different like tailed beasts. Like there's there's a nine tails that all the way down to one tail and they have different powers, but they get like, they're beasts, like huge beasts that get locked inside of, of like some of the main characters. And so they have to like deal with this like power struggle within them. And there's so many like life lessons that are throughout the show. Okay, quick question though. So you started off by saying that you really liked and appreciated anime, but you're talking about one show within a giant genre of content. And so I'm wondering, does that mean that you really love anime or does it mean that you just love this one anime show? I really love this one show. People are like, oh, 
oh yeah, Naruto, whatever, it's so mid. Yeah, it's fine, it's whatever. And I'm like, no, this is my show. Actually, Brad introduced me to it. And I was like, oh yeah, anime, whatever. It's, it's kind of stupid, but when they get older, it gets more dark and serious. And like, there's all these like human elements that are brought in. And at the end of like a whole story arc, you're freaking crying, man. I've never had a show make me cry. Like I was like, man, like this is, they, they hit you deep with the music and the flutes. Oh, <laughs> it's such a good show, man. But yeah, exactly. That's a good point. Cause like, I think that I would be willing to veer off into other animes, but just because this thing is like 800 episodes long, I finally finished, you know, like after years, it's taken me years to get through this thing. Well, speaking of finishing, you better wrap up soon because you have 23 seconds. Uh, Naruto is really cool. My PlayStation Network name is Sasuke Sakai because Sasuke is one of the characters and Lord Sakai is from a different game. Who's the hottest uh, chick? Who's the hottest uh, chick? Sonate with the big boobies. Did she have a nice behind? I don't know. They don't really show the behind. And we're out of time. I'll be, <laughs> I'll be Googling that later. And we're out of time. I'll be, I'll Googling. be Googling that later. <laughs> It's I'm like, Ron, a, it's like, I'm Ron Burgundy <laughs> and we're out of time. Dude, that's hilarious. Well, that was all three of my topics. Do you have one more topic you want to squeeze in there? No, 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 huh? no, no, no. We're going to, we're going to cut it off there. So, um, I think we should guys, just end the episode, the end the episode, like, Bleh! just don't yeah. even say anything. <laughs> just don't even, <laughs> and we ran out of time. Just cut it off. <laughs> and, and that's and that's all we have time for, ladies and gentlemen. No, okay, so we are going to end it there. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We really, really appreciate it. We wanted to have some fun and, you know, bring some structure, structure to the program. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, you know, Okay, thank you. Uh, Love you. Continue, bye. <laughs> continue tuning in each week. Uh, we are going to have social medias up soon. Uh, and we're going to start building a, a following on social medias. So be sure to follow those. We'll be sending you links um, with important information on how to you know, follow us there. It'll be as simple as a click. Of Even a if you don't subscribe, I will find you and, and follow you. I will, I will send you information. What he said. So anyways, thanks so much for tuning in, guys. We really appreciate it. Once again, my name is Lunakai. And this is my co-host, Maticus. Uh, hit me up on Instagram at, at OriginalMaticus. Yep. Yeah. Hey, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks for tuning in. Peace. Bye.